welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Mara Shore. I'm a partner in the medical practice management company, Yes, Shore Solutions. Who's the other host, you may ask? Easy answer. That would be my father, our founding partner, Jay Shore. Together, we now have an amazing team and clients across the country. Listen as we chat, converse, strategize, and commiserate over life in the aesthetic medical industry. It's time for you to listen, learn, and be inspired as we help you kickstart your practice because who doesn't want a little more help? Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. Well, greetings and welcome back. My name is Jay Shore, and I am one of the partners of Shore Solutions. And we're going to speak about what I've learned when my practice instantly imploded and how to keep it happening from you. I'll give you a brief, in brief introduction that I am a former practice owner. I will make a, a disclaimer. I am not a physician, but I was a partner in a leading dermatology, facial body, plastic surgery, cosmetic plastic gynecology practice here in South Florida. And in late 2011, the medical director was diagnosed with a terminal stage four condition and in June of 2012, lost her battle to uh, stage four cancer. And the reason that I bring this to your attention is because we were totally unprepared to what happened when the practice instantly imploded. This topic is so very near and dear to me personally because the medical director who passed away unexpectedly and premature demise was my late wife. So what I'd like to do is explain to you, first of all, that medicine is a science. Medicine is a way to heal the sick and the injured. In our profession, medicine is a way to keep our patients looking young and beautiful. After all, we're in this aesthetic business. Isn't that what this is all about? But medicine is one of the most respected professions today. And why is that? Because in order to be a physician, you have to go to your four years of undergrad. You go to four years of a traditional medical school. You may do a one-year internship and three-year residency, maybe another five-year residency into a surgical specialty. And then you go out and you either work for a practice or you work for a large group or you go out on your own. But never lose sight of the fact that medicine is a business. And we're going to get into the business side of that in a little bit. And because it's a business, we have to plan operationally, administratively, financially, everything that goes into creating and making this a true business. Now, I had serious plans for the future, but the world doesn't always hand you what you had planned. We had a leading dermatology surgical practice here in South Florida, as I mentioned. It was a very, very profitable practice, but I didn't plan for a premature demise. I didn't plan for an immediate disability. Although we had disability insurance, I never planned that one day it would end before I wanted it to end. However, today is a totally different story. Now, I went on the road for several years 
after we sold the practice, I sold the practice and basically sold it for pennies on the dollar as I sold it as an asset purchase because after a while, there really wasn't a whole lot left of the business. And we're going to get into some of this because you hadn't planned on it. Now, there are many, many different ways that this can happen. And back then, there was no such thing in our world as a pandemic. And I went on the road for several years doing a lecture and writing series publication called Preparing for the Unexpected in Your Medical Practice. But what did the unexpected really mean? It meant a fire. It meant an explosion. It meant theft. It meant disability. But never in my world did it mean premature demise. And today, never did it mean a pandemic. So what are the stages that you go through when this all happens? You know, we have to have stages of arrest in everything that we do. Well, I'll tell you the first thing that happened to me. I went into a mental state of shock because I never thought it could happen to me. I heard all of the stories about people that it happened to, and everyone looks around and they say, did you hear what happened to Dr. So-and-so? He or she? Oh my goodness, isn't that a tragedy? He or she was so young. Age doesn't have a barrier when it comes to disability or premature demise slash death. From shock, I went into denial. Why did I go into denial? It could never happen to me. It happens to everybody else. And from denial, I went into a stage of anger. I was angry. Why is this happening to me? I wasn't prepared for it. And everything about my whole world is imploding from under me. I was angry because I was losing my spouse. I was angry because I was losing our medical practice. More than anything, I was angry at the fate of what was happening to my wife. The illness and knowing that it was a stage four terminal uh, cancer situation, that I was in anger for what she must be going through. And then I was fearful because I was fearful of not knowing what was ahead of me. I hadn't properly planned for this and our practice imploded. And I wanna prepare you for what you need to be aware of if and in the event it does happen to you. And the last stage of this five stage arrest is having a balance and a harmony of what do I do and how do I go about doing it because it happens all at one time. And all of a sudden, when this happened in our practice, the millions, and I mean millions of dollars of revenue and profit turned into loose change. Now, why do I say that? 
Because when you have a million millions of dollars worth of revenue in the practice and you're doing 30, 35% net margin, and you're still making millions of dollars between your pay and everything else, or hundreds of thousands of dollars, it doesn't matter at what stage you are. It's all relative, all right? Because everyone will take advantage of you because you're in a stage of panic. But how do we know that we could we have done things differently? Could we have done things differently? Well, of course you could do things differently. If only I had known, but I didn't. So what I'm trying to prepare all of you for is what to do so that if and when it does happen to you, you are properly prepared. So what do you do? Let's take stage number one. Put together a legal and an accounting plan that consists of your attorney and your financial advisors and your accountant. And have a consulting team to come up with a comprehensive strategy. If what, then this. It's a business plan. You should be having a business plan already. This is going into the fourth quarter. October, November, December of 2020. So put together a plan that consists of legal, your attorney, accounting, which is your accounting team, and have a consulting team. It's not a sales process, but a team like Assure Solutions or a marketing or a management team that has been there, done that, worked with other practices, and knows how to guide you in the right direction to put it together a comprehensive strategy and conduct a professional evaluation of your practice, including of your assets, meaning your capital equipment, your real estate, if you own it, your employee base, because that is real assets. There is nothing more important than your staff. That is your, one of your number one assets beyond real property. Real property, meaning your real estate, your capital equipment, revenue, your website. That's a tangible expense and a tangible asset. Why do I say that? Your website is one of the things that brings you revenue. And when we talk about business plans, it is one of the things that is a tangible, real asset. And put together a what-if strategy ahead of time. If this happens, then this is what's going to happen afterwards. But don't shoot from your hip. Shoot from a plan and have your plan and your strategy already in place. Now, if you are partly an insured practice, include the following. A locum tenens. If you do insurance and you have to go out on disability, and you're an insurance-based practice, you can bring in a locum tenens and bill it as you under the locum tenens with a Q6 modifier. If you are not an insurance-based practice, don't worry about it. You can bring in a locum tenens, meaning that somebody will stand in your shoes while you're out. Think about including new associates in your practice, whether they are professional associates like um, doctors, MDs, DOs, non-surgical physicians, 
NPs, PAs, so that while you are out, you can still be generating revenue. Because just because you can't be practicing doesn't mean you can't be a medical director within your own practice. You may not be able to physically stand on your feet. You may not be able to physically treat patients, but you can still be a medical director of your practice. Health insurance. Insurances that will be able to take care of these situations, meaning that you have partners and family, whether it's disability insurance that will pay while you're out, have business interruption insurance that will pay that in the event of your disability or something like that, or if you have a fire or if you have losses that you can't generate revenue except for pandemic. Now, I'm not so sure that in the future you won't be able to get pandemic insurance that will pay you in the event that you have to shut down. But pandemic insurance, um, types of insurances today are don't cover the pandemic because it really was never considered an act of God. So if you have life insurances and you have a partner, you can insure one another's life. And if you have family in the event of your demise, it can actually pay your family values in what your life was worth so that the assets in their business and your business, if and when it goes to probate, all right, isn't a total loss. Because if you are a professional limited liability corporation or you are a professional association or a PC, depending upon what state or commonwealth you are incorporated in or that you, you put the type of a business that you're in, if you are a partner that is a non-practitioner, non-physician, because some states and commonwealths do allow the corporate practice of medicine, meaning you don't have to be a doctor, but if you're not, then it will go into probate and you are not allowed to own that practice. Have irrevocable life insurance trusts. What they are, are trusts that will house the life insurance. So the owner of the life insurance policy is owned by the life insurance trust called an illet, irrevocable life insurance trust. It names a trustee in the trust that you have but it will not be subject to probate. So if and when the assets don't get counted towards your total net worth, so for, you know, and it's an avoidance um, legally of taxation. And alter your branding of your website so that it can be kind of generic so that if something happens to you, it still has value and it still has uh, an asset that can help another person coming in. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, no one ever expects this to happen. So when your business instantly implodes beyond your wildest dreams, you want to have an operational, a financial, a business, an executive management plan, operation, administrative, financial, and marketing. Have people like your accountant to summarize, your attorney, people that specialize in healthcare, people that specialize in asset protection, work with a consulting team that has been there, done that, has the whales on their back to show for it, and knows how to help you.
because it will vary from state to state. It varies from practice to practice. It varies from the type of a specialty. But the one thing that is common is your finances. Make sure that you have a business plan that also helps you for the future so that when somebody has to come in and take over, you've got something that you have to sell. Because if you don't, when somebody like a consultant like us comes into your practice, I'm going to look at your business plan. I'm going to look at your P&L. I'm going to look at your tax returns. And I'm always going to look at what did you draw out of it to wonder what is the value of your business? Because there's a term called EBITDA. Some people refer to it as EBITDA, EBITDA. It is your earnings before interest, taxes, and depreciation. And a lot of times, people will say, well, I want to write this off as an expense. That is all well and good while you are operating your business. But when your business implodes and you want to go sell it like I tried to do, what do they ask for? When people hire consultants like us, they ask us to go in and evaluate a practice for any number of reasons. Could be for implosion. I look at tax returns. I look at P&Ls. Many times more than not, they don't match. All right. Revenues might match, but the net net does not match. Why? Because you took expenses out of the business for your own sake. You legally deducted expenses. I'm not here to tell you whether you should have, you shouldn't have. But always remember, when it comes time to sell your business, they won't always match. And somebody that knows the ins and outs of your business will be able to justify the expenses that were related to you personally and back them back into what the normal profit might be. Ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to share the pearls of what I have learned when my practice instantly imploded and how to keep it from happening to you. So it's the time that I'd love to say goodbye, good luck, stay safe. Thank you for joining us. So acquiring, converting, and retaining new loyal patients is easier than you think. It requires you mastering the sales funnel in your aesthetic practice. How is it that easy, you ask? Well, it's easy because we teach you step-by-step in our Conversion Cascade online course, a fun and results-driven course that you and your team can finish in less than five hours. Yes, less than five hours because we know y'all are busy. We provide you six training videos that walk you through attracting new patients, converting calls to consults, consults to treatments, and keeping your patients coming back for more. All of this while learning how to talk to your patients about additional treatments and procedures to achieve their dream results and, bonus, boost your revenue and have them singing your praises to others. With our course, you also get tangible tools to help you succeed, such as downloadable marketing checklists, phone scripts, conversion tracking spreadsheets, and more, 
all of which are completely customizable and editable for you and your practice and your team. Get started and sign up for our Conversion Cascade online course today. And as a special thank you for being a podcast listener, we're giving you 10% off. Yes, 10% off. Just enter the discount code podcast. Yes, the word podcast to start saving. Click the link in our show notes to get started now, increase revenue, and acquire more patients for your practice today. That wraps up today's episode of Shore Solutions, the podcast. If we mentioned any quote links in our show notes, be sure to check them out for the easiest way to discover your best solutions. You can find them, yep, in our show notes. We love your help in spreading the word about our podcast. How? Rate us and share this episode with your friends, colleagues, and the rest of your team. Remember to follow us on social media at Shore Solutions and send us a message directly with your burning questions. We love hearing from you. Plus, sign up for our e-newsletter to be the first to find out about our upcoming webinars, the latest tips on running your practice more efficiently, dealing with the issues with drama and money in your practice, and watch the latest videos and blog posts in your inbox right in real time. Now's the time to join at www.shoresolutions.com and click on the e-newsletter button in the top right-hand corner. We'll see you next time. And remember, subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review.